If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is Internet Marketing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 148 of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. Mm-hmm. I'm Andy White, and... And I am Kelvin Newman. And today is a questions and answers show. Yeah. Let's get straight into it, shall yeah. we, Kelvin? I have in my hand three sheets of paper, each one with an email question on. Uh, so let's start off uh, with a question from Glenn Lawson, mm-hmm. who says, Good day, Kelvin and Andy. I think... Glenn might be from Australia. Uh, I, I, I hazard that as a guess. In fact, I yes. think he mentioned it in the email, doesn't he? He probably does. First of all, thanks for continuing to produce the podcast. It's a great listen. I've got a quick question for you both. Our company, Tracking Innovations, have just launched a new website ahead of an upcoming product launch. I'm now about to start work on on-page optimization for certain keywords relevant to our products, such as steel estimation software, etc. I was wondering if you could recommend any tools that will help check our ranking for particular terms, etc. in all or most of the major search engines. I'm happy to record rankings manually to begin with to keep costs down. Thanks again for your help and keep up the good work. Cheers, Glenn Lawson. Fantastic. Well, Glenn, there's essentially three options that I'd recommend for tracking rankings. Now, of course, all this goes with a disclaimer that really you should be looking at analytics data rather than just rankings in isolation but i'm sure that you're doing that as well you just kind of want to get a sense of where you rank for these key phrases that you've just optimized your site for well the first of those is a plugin um, created by seo book for firefox mm-hmm. so you have to be using firefox but most people have got at least firefox running on their computer um, and it's called rank checker from seo book again i'll put links in the show notes to this essentially what that does is it um is a little um script that kind of runs in the background and checks for you now it it's not amazing at keeping track of data over time. I think it can, but if you're prepared to do things manually, it's a pretty good option and put them in Excel spreadsheets each time you run them um, on that front. It's cheap, but well, it's free. Um, it does most search engines. Um, you can't really go too far wrong, but it does kind of leave a bit of the heavy lifting still with you to do the analysis, to graph it, to turn it into data that you can you can respond to. Um, second option is AWR, Advanced Web Ranking. Mm. Um, which is a specific um, program that exists to do rank check. We've uh, talked about check. this before, haven't yeah. we, Kelvin? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's one we used to use at Site Visibility a lot in the past. We stopped using it probably about two years ago, but it still continues to be a very popular solution um, to the problem. And Why did you stop using it? Can well, I be nosy? Yeah, yep, so I can. Well, actually, the next tool is the one that we use now, so I'll explain okay. more on that yeah. one. But AWR's program 
create some nice PDF reports, um, you know, will show you trends, how many keywords are going up, how many keywords are going down and all that type of thing. So um, program, you download to your computer, does it all for you, produces some nice reports. Um, yeah, can't really go too far wrong. But what we use is actually Raven SEO. Um, and we interviewed the Raven SEO, um, well, it's Raven Tools, it's the official title of the of the, the tool, and it's at raventools.com. Um, and we interviewed them a couple of, well, probably six months ago now yeah, on, on yeah. the podcast. Um, now, we use that. It does all the rank checking for you, but it's kind of a software as service login system. So it's quite useful because you can tag keywords. So you can tag a keyword as top, or you can tag them by product category. It can have multiple tags. Um, you click on, um, like it says, your position five. You click on that, and it will show you who else was in those top results. You can track yourself against competitors. And also, it does stuff as well, like pulling analytics data from the Google, Ad, um, Google Analytics API. So you can then say, okay, my keyword went up 10 positions. You click on it, and then it will overlay the search, search traffic from that key phrase at the same time as well. So it's a lot more powerful. Um, not ridiculously expensive probably about i think it's a hundred dollars a month for the basic package mm-hmm. and goes up from there um but it has a lots of additional features as well like social media tracking and link you know link building crms and stuff but that's what we use for our um rankings we've worked with them for a number of years i think we were the first if we weren't the first uk agency we probably were the second uk um, search agency to work with those guys so it's a really powerful tool that does quite a lot um like i say if you're looking for a cheap option um um, the plugin for Firefox is the way to go. But if you're using for kind of a more enterprise, reliable solution that will give you great reports and a huge amount of means of analysing that, Raven SEO um, with AWR being sort of a middle ground there. Cool, fantastic. Well, I hope that helps. Let's move on to the next question. This one's from uh, Pete Robson. Hi, Kelvin. I'm hoping you can answer slash help me out with SEO. I work as a large global organization with a multi-country CMS, brackets, some Microsoft horrible thing, brackets. Our dev is based out of Bangalore, and our page template changes are regularly deprioritized due to more important global requirements, brackets, e.g. our request rarely gets attention if it's out of our control, brackets. So basically, any dev changes are difficult to make. Um, we aren't allowed to have a Google Analytics or to have Google Analytics due to security concerns and so use Adobe Omniture for insight. We know that we rank OK, brackets, page rank of 5 to 7, brackets, but are conscious that uh, no one is really owning our category in Google. There's no link building strategy in place and it's difficult to try to implement uh, as we are so large. Content isn't regularly updated. Uh, reads as a very corporate brochureware site, uh, plus it has shared ownership, brackets, shared equals nobody owns, brackets, uh, plus resources limited. Uh, we have no one who is dedicated to SEO and no clear metrics or targets for its success. Senior stakeholders are interested, but don't get that it's a long-term game, thinking we can buy slash pay our way to the top. Something we've done with a massive SEM spend with little to show for it, brackets, other than seriously contributing to Google's Christmas party funds, <laughs> explanation mark, brackets. Um, given this situation, uh, what would the steps be that you would take to drive SEO in a large, complex organisation such as mine? Where should we start? What should we prioritise? Thanks heaps, Pete. Yeah, difficult situation, but not an unusual one, Pete. Um, there's a lot of larger organisations um, that have exactly the problems that you, you're talking about. A website where there's lots of people involved, there's lots of stakeholders, the development of that might be external or at least, um, you know, a distance away. And, you know, a difficulty in kind of fully understanding who's responsible for what on the site. Common problem. Um, 
solutions to that? Well, one is to try and get it up the agenda so those dev changes are taken as a lot more seriously. And well, how can you do that? Well, it's about building a business case, which, um, you know, if it's not your job can be tricky. But in most cases, you can normally, with a bit of work, try and help people understand that this small change that you want made to the site or this series of small tweaks that you want made or this wholesale change that you want made to the site is worth their attention and is worth them making a big difference uh, would make a big difference now how do you go about doing that well it's about trying to put a monetary value to those changes um and there's a number of ways you can do that one is if you know where you're currently ranking you know from omniture what traffic you're getting and what value that has you can look at okay well if we're saying is generally position five to seven well you know that click-through rates for position five to seven at you know and there's lots of studies on this and i can link to some you know about sort of i don't know 10 percent. so well if you know that the click-through rate in first place is 40 percent, as you can be confident that you can get four times as much traffic four times as much business if you're in position one for that keyword right Mm -hmm. so you then kind of build a business case and say okay we want these changes made and if you get them made we might be able to make x amount of thousands or hundreds of thousands of pounds additional business and once you start putting those numbers to it then then when it gets pushed to the bottom of the queue or people ignore it it then is it's harder for them to do that because they can see oh well this decision where i've downgraded this request is costing the business 20 grand every month and suddenly you'll find those um, those issues get dealt with a bit quicker but even assuming that you can't do that there's a lot you can do with websites purely off-site now there's a, a big website we work for um, in the gaming industry and we only really made big changes to their home page we couldn't really make any you know dramatic changes to their internal pages um, and we were able to get them to number one for one of the biggest search terms in the industry predominantly using off off-site link building techniques so be prepared that if you if you can get one page of your site um, perfectly optimized then work around that don't try and get every site every page of your site perfect try and get one page 90 percent there and then concentrate on link building to that page you'll find that if you can demonstrate the increase in rankings that that page has had that page has had you will be able to build again a much better business case because rather than talking about well i think i could get this much improvement you said look how i've got this improvement so don't don't think that you can't achieve some pretty good success with off-site link building on its own and this is particularly true for big brands as well because all of them have the same issues right there's hundreds of thousands of people in big companies exactly like pete who are struggling with the same problems so if you're competing against those if you're a bank other banks are equally as hamstrung by their their kind of internal structures as as you are but they're probably not doing the link building so if you can be as good as they are but better on their link building you'll probably do quite well you mentioned actually about uh, building a business cake. A cake. I would <laughs> business. love a business cake. <laughs> that would be a lovely idea for Christmas. A Christmas cake. A business Christmas cake. No, a business case uh, that you you can go to the like the sponsors or the people that hold the purse strings. Yeah, it just strikes me that if you can if you can somehow come up with a figure, mm. these people love figures, don't they? Yeah. If you can just wave a figure in front of them, they'll suddenly go, "Ooh, okay, leave it with me." Yeah, and then suddenly you get results. And and your gut instinct might be, "Well, I can't know for definite." Well, then name a range and say it could be. 100,000 could be mm. half a million. Mm. Um, you know, because you can kind of get an estimate there as well. And and also be aware that in a lot of cases, you probably won't be held to have to, you know, when you're put together the business case, you say it could make. That doesn't mean you're committing that it will. Mm. Um, and as long as you kind of understand that, you know, you'll have a bit of wiggle room in there. 
Um, you're normally okay to get those changes through, but it is tricky and it will be slower. So we'll work for small clients who we'll send a document over to them and they'll get it changed on their website that afternoon. We've had other clients where it takes six to nine months. <sighs> but that's just that but their competitors are the same there and you mm. just have to deal with that's it and then your job becomes about how can you try and speed up that process so actually how can you take it from being nine months to six months because that's three months when they might be making a lot more money okay let's move on to the third and final question which is highlighted in green for those a change from who are listening. the yellow yeah for yeah if you want to imagine <laughs> the scene it's a white piece of paper yeah, so it's an email lots of green on it uh, this is from to- uh, tom sustins um, I launched a Zencart e-commerce store three months ago, mm-hmm. but I have an issue with the way I entered all the products. The software uses the model number field as its unique identifier. Mm-hmm. The problem is I used it for a different purpose and have ended up with lots of entries that have, quote, special characters. Mm-hmm. I now need to change uh, this as it's causing problems with Google Shopping brackets or whatever it's called now, close brackets. Merchant Center, I think, is the current yeah. name for it. Yeah, um, or Base, or yeah, Google Shopping, or whatever. Yeah, it, it was Base. I believe it's currently now Merchant Center. Well, there you go. Yeah. Carrying on. Um, essentially, I want to change all of the current model numbers to actual alphanumeric codes rather than words with special mm-hmm. characters. However, as there are over three thousand products, the simplest way to do this is by bulk removing and re-adding all of the products in the database. Here's the problem. The issue is that. Uh, start again. The issue is that it will change the ID slash URL of every single product. Mm-hmm. Is this going to kill me SEO wise? Should I bite the bullets and get it over with, or manually edit three thousand products to preserve the URLs? Sorry, that turned into a long email. Actually, it's quite a short email. Um, <laughs> you should see some of them. We get for a quick yeah. yes or no will be fine. Many thanks, Tom. So, is it yes or no? Oh, there's there's never an answer to um, a query like this. We say yes or no. Tom will give you a long answer. Uh, <laughs> no, basically put that he is the right thing to do is to try and get you know to get into the merchant center because there's a huge amount of search traffic and business and revenue and profit that's generated via being in those. So I would say anything you need to do to get in the merchant center is worth doing. You know, generally speaking, because mm-hmm. it's, it's very very good. Um, however. Um, changing the URL of every single product on your site is no small undertaking. Um, first thing to say, whenever you change a URL of a product or any page on your site, ensure that there's a 301 redirect, a permanent redirect, um, from where the URL was to where the URL is. Now, I reckon that's something he could auto- he could run a script to do that. Oh, yeah, definitely. In, in yeah. that case, if he knows what it was, so yeah. it's like a... like all of these URLs were da, 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 and I now in a spreadsheet know what they're going to be da, da, da. you can do you can do that yeah. you know especially if there's a logical rules. transformation between the, the, the sort of horrible code with special characters yeah. into a more URL friendly code yeah um, so yeah definitely set that up but what I will say is actually that this might be a really good opportunity because if he, did, if he didn't have perfect URLs before it had a numerical code in there or had some kind of weird combination of um, characters that perhaps weren't particularly search engine friendly that you might find that the benefit of switching outweighs the downside of the redirect so even though Google might get a bit confused about the changes hopefully the improvements will be enough to kind of counterbalance that in the short term and then ultimately you end up in a better mm. position that's not an unusual situation we get so like we'll work with a client and we'll say oh we're really concerned about you know when you're they're launching a brand new site with a completely different url structure and we're like oh no we're really concerned that they're going to lose all their rankings but they do lose a bit of like performance because they've changed but because the site's so much better the urls are so mm. much better 
it kind of balances out in the short term and in the long term they end up in a better um, situation than they would have done so there's that aspect of it um, which means that he might be able to get some benefit that outweighs the downsides to it um, but what I would also say is consider a test so he's got free you know it's a big change to make all of these changes to all of them and he's talking about doing them manually mm. so potentially he could take 10 of those pages perhaps 10 pages that are you know, a couple that are doing very well, a couple that aren't doing so well, and a couple that have got no traffic at all. Try those, try 10 of them, and see what happens if you make those changes. So you don't don't be afraid to trial different rules, different approaches for different areas of your site and see what ha- what happens, what the implications are. Do those pages that were ranking very well drop out and then come back after three weeks, or did they kind of make no change whatsoever? Google are pretty good at dealing with redirects unless you've got a string of them. Mm. So the way you might find the problem is to say... You had an old site, you changed to this version that, that we're talking about now, and you're mm. now suggesting changing to another, another version. So you've gone, potentially there's three steps there, and you've still got links to that original old yeah. version. And then Google are going to that page, it's like, no, it's not here, it's here. And it's, oh, it's not here, it's here. You know, you kind of want to reduce the number of redirects. Ideally, you yeah. want to go back to the first redirect and set it from there to the final one. So you've got less steps in the process because there is a degradation of the value that goes through multiple redirects. I mean, I'm just trying to remember how uh, .ht access files work, but I seem to remember if you're, if you're, if you're a bit au fait with regular expressions mm-hmm. and there's, there's a logical mapping from the old horrible product mm-hmm. numbers to the new regime without the special characters, you could probably do, have a single line yeah. that would deal with it all. Yeah, it needn't be that complicated, yeah. I think, in terms of the process of the redirecting. It's just that kind of, can you do a middle step on some of them to oh, try yes, to it test out? Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, test on a, on a subset yeah. first. Yeah. Maybe just an area, like a category of the site's a good way of doing it. So maybe you've got mm. a, 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 a... He's putting his teeth back in. Um, maybe you have a particular category that you could try it on and see mm. what happens if you made those changes. Good stuff. Well, I think that wraps it for this episode. Um, next week, I think we've got some more questions and answers. Yes, it's a Q&A marathon coming up on the Internet Marketing Podcast. Yes, 26.2 questions coming up. <laughs> well, not quite that many, but there's certainly quite a few. But do keep them coming. Like I say, yeah. um, you can send me a question to um, kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. You can leave a question in the Site Visibility LinkedIn group. And also, at the end of every podcast, Andy lovingly reads out a phone number, um, which if you dial, you'll go straight to a voicemail and you can record an MP3 recording of your question so your voice can go out on the show, which is really cool. And also, it sounds a bit better than me and Andy shuffling papers and trying to uh, read out what people say. It does. But So, yeah, um, yeah looking forward to it. That's goodbye from me, Andy White. And goodbye from me, Kelvin Newman. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing, brought to you by sitevisibility.com. Goodbye. Bye. Well, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the internet at www.internetmarketingpodcast.org, where you'll find show notes, links, and instructions on how to subscribe. We would absolutely love to get feedback, comments and questions from you. If you want to send an email, send it to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.com. Also, feel free to comment on the website. And if you'd like to use our voice line number, if you're outside of the UK, it's plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. If you're inside the UK, it's 01273 256150. And you can leave a voice, comment or question and we'll play it on the show. Also, we would absolutely be delighted if you would give us a a rating on iTunes itself. Well, that's it for now. Andy White signing off until next week on Internet Marketing. 
If you want to understand how marketing is changing and how that will affect your brand, you need Future Proof, the podcast from Kantar that tells you how to find growth. Created in conjunction with Side Business School at Oxford University, the Future Proof podcast provides a unique perspective on what truly makes a difference. To understand what's winning in marketing, subscribe to Future Proof, a Kantar podcast now. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK.